No topics are safe from comments from the peanut gallery. I'm your host, Jordan Kurtz, coming to you live from Performance MMA here in Englewood, Colorado. I'm here with a very special guest here today, Jordan Titoni. How you doing, everybody? Uh, yeah, just really happy to be on the show. Um, thank you for this chance. I appreciate it, Jordan. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on today. Why don't you just tell us a little bit, you know, uh, what, what team, what camp are you fighting out of? Uh, you have a fight coming up. Well, tell us a little bit about what's going on for you now. Cool, yeah. Um, so been training here in Factory X in Inglewood, Colorado for about six years now. Um, it's the only place I've trained since I started my career in MMA, and uh, I absolutely love it here. A lot of people come and go, and they always tell me it's a great gym. You know, they're always like, yeah, you're a fortunate guy to have landed here, and I always say, I know, I know, you know. So, yeah, I love it here. But, uh, yeah, talking about my fight coming up, it's uh, March 16th against Trevor Massey at, for a Paramount promotion. Um, we'll be fighting at the National Western Complex here in Denver. Um, you know, Trevor's a great kid. I fought him before, actually, in kickboxing. He won that fight years ago. Um, so I'm happy to get the chance to get a little uh, vengeance, if you will, you know. Very nice. Always nice to kind of revisit those uh, those old ones that they didn't go exactly your way absolutely you know just uh just sitting here at the gym this is the first time that i've been out on the road doing a show uh, we it kind of has uh kind of has some some famous background to it why don't you talk to us a little bit about that yeah i mean there's guys who have been training here you know that have reached the highest level of the sport you know um joe warren is a big name who's uh you know he's an ex world champ for bellator uh, you know, in two weight classes, we got Chris Camozzi, who is an outstanding UFC vet. You know, 16 fights in the UFC is almost unheard of, unless you're fighting, you know, you know the top 10 guys. You know, um, we got you know your Dustin Jacobys and just a whole bunch of guys who have you know laid down the path for us up and comers. And uh, you know, I'm just I'm really happy and fortunate to be here. That's awesome. With uh, with that being said, what would you say has been the biggest strong suit to your MMA game as you've uh, as you've been you know taking the progression of your career the last few years? Um, you know, I'd I'd have to say the strongest part of my game is wrestling. Obviously, coming from a wrestling background is going to do that for you. Um, you know, I've been wrestling since I was in the fourth grade. Did a little bit of wrestling in college. You know. Um, so I've uh, that's definitely been the strongest part of my game. The the hardest part of that though is learning how to like apply that to your game and not not a let it consume your game or b uh, you know you try to turn so hard from it to round out the rest of your game that you kind of forget about it. Um, so I've uh, tried to find that balance of just being a really good uh, MMA fighter who's a strong wrestler, you know. Um, not not the other way around, like a good wrestler who's a decent MMA fighter, you know. Makes sense, sir. Yeah. You know, with uh, with wrestling being your strongest, you know, your strongest area of your background, you've definitely catapulted yourself to some different levels of accredited success within other disciplines of martial arts. Where are you at with some of those other disciplines? Oh, uh, you know, I'm, I dove into jujitsu right away when I got in the gym because I just I knew it was going to be a good fit just coming from that wrestling background they're both grappling sports so I probably 
the first three, four years here, I just really focused on that and, uh, you know, tried to make that equally as strong as my wrestling game. I'm now a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, and I feel like I'm knocking at the door to brown belt, although I, I don't really want that much responsibility in my life as a brown belt. He uh, showed me the ropes. I did 400 hours of internship with him to then, uh, you know, earn my spot as a, uh, you know, assistant Muay Thai coach here. And uh, now I'm, like, holding mitts for uh, fighters on the team and do you, doing private lessons for guys on the team, stuff like that. And uh, I feel like my striking and jiu-jitsu are now, you know, on par with anybody out there. You know, I don't, I don't fear any aspect of the game with anybody now. Okay. Well, with that said, you know, you've had to face your fair share of hardship within the first couple of years of your career, bar, you know, facing some injuries. You feel like, you know, you're up there with the best of the best within your division. You've just had to, uh, you've had to battle back from some adversity. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, well, I was, uh, you know, having a good run of things as an amateur. I went 5-0. and um, I had my first pro fight down in Pueblo back in uh, August of 15, I believe it was. Won that fight, and then uh, I was scheduled to fight for LFA in January. I believe it was January 11th of 16. And uh, I broke my forearm in practice uh, about a week before the fight. And, uh, you know, that set me back pretty hard. Mentally, it was really hard to just wrap my head around, you know, you can sit on the sidelines for six, seven months and still have a good career. You can still get back out there and get going again. So once I figured that out, it was a little easier. But before that, I was definitely worried about, you know, what the future would hold for me. But, um, you know, I got back on it, got to training again, had a fight that year in uh, July that fight, my first fight back, I broke my arm again, the very same arm. I blocked a high head kick. I saw it coming late, and I reached for it a little bit, and uh, I snapped my uh, the ulna bone in my forearm again. So uh, that was another 10 months off, and then again, it was like that whole mental battle again. You know, am, am I even going to be able to bounce back from this? Am I going to be able to continue doing what I love to do? And, you know, I just decided that nothing was going to stop me no matter what happened, you know. And that that actually has helped me to, like, impart that wisdom to many guys on this team because injuries and setbacks and there's so many things. Like, I always tell everybody, like, there's 100,000 things waiting to hold you back. Like, which one are you going to let stop you? Because um, I've seen it happen a lot with this career. There's just there's a lot of potential and there's a lot of guys who you think like they oh man they're so great they should get that shot they should they should make it to the top but then one little thing will get in their way and just stop them in their tracks and I've seen it happen too many times I, I refuse to let it happen to me or you know any any one of my teammates that I can help that's awesome you know having that sort of persistence I feel like that's what I that's what separates those who are just good versus those who are destined for potential greatness you know with uh with your upcoming fight what are you looking forward to the most from uh from what you're going to be seeing on march 16th you know i i just really love fighting man um 
again, like time off has really given me some perspective on the sport. And, uh, you know, I've, I had two losses after I broke my arm. Well, I broke my arm, that was a loss. And then my first fight back was a loss. So those were the only two losses in my career, and then since then I've been, you know, three fights in a row. I've won those three fights, um, and just getting back on that horse and like getting this perspective of, man, how much I love it, you know, and just like that's what I look forward to in on fight day is just to go fight, to go have some fun, you know, go do what I've worked so hard to to do. Um, I don't worry about winning and losing, really. I worry about having a good time. I worry about having a good performance and impressing myself, you know. Um, and when I, do, when I do those things, like, the fight is just awesome no matter what happens. You know, it's just a lot of fun. That's awesome. You know, it's unfortunate for the listeners out there that we don't have video embedded yet for the podcast because, you know, if you could see just the uh, the passion on Jordan's face as he talks about his love for uh, for his craft with MMA, it's really, uh, it's, it's moving and it's powerful on that side of things. Jordan, could you see yourself doing anything else other than being a pro MMA fighter at this point in time? It's funny you should say that because I really couldn't. Um, yeah. Like, as, as, in, as embedded as I am right now in this sport, to, like, think about doing anything else is, like, almost preposterous. And then to, like, think back on, like, I didn't even really ask to be in this sport. It just kind of happened. Um, you know, I'm just so lucky. I feel so blessed. Um, <laughs> I, I literally can't work with others very well. Like, I have a bit of a temper. You know, I'm a fiery Irish Italian boy who just speaks his mind a little bit and uh <laughs> you know so I, I work I don't work well with others I would say but uh in the gym scenario though like you have to work with others and but you get to like punch each other in the face you know so like it's you can easily settle any qualms there like it's just it's the perfect fit for me I really don't know how else to say it but I just I love being here it's it's the best. That's great. Yeah, you said that you uh, that you kind of just fell into doing MMA. Can you elaborate? I can. Um, it's pretty good story actually. Um, so I was in Colorado Springs working an electrical job. Most of our business, however, was in Denver. So they were talking of moving their shop to Denver. I wanted to live in Denver anyway, so I moved up ahead of the shop. And I was doing a lot of the work that the company had up here. Um, they moved the shop up. The day the shop opened, they fired me. Um, so I was like, oh, wow. oh, great. you know. So I was up here without a job for about two weeks. And uh, I called up an old friend I used to do granite countertops with in Colorado Springs. He was in Denver at the time working for a shop. And he said, come uh, subcontract for me. You know, I'll pay you. Well, you know, you'll you'll get by. I started working for him, and uh, his co-worker was a guy named Clint Schnurenberg, who's uh, actually the brother-in-law of Chris Camozzi, who trains at Factory X, and you know, he's basically the top name of Factory X. He's our team captain, been here the longest than anyone, and probably reached the highest levels of, out of anyone. But... Um, you know, he his brother-in-law Chris Camozzi, um was training here, and Chris was training, or sorry, Clint was training here as well. And 
Clint invited me that day to the gym. Um, he knew I was a wrestler. And then, uh, you know, I tried out the gym that day, and I signed up that day because I just knew, like, I loved it. You know, instantly I was like, yep, this is for me. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history, yeah. Okay. That's kind Very of interesting story there. So have you competed your entire career at the same weight class? Um, I've had fights at 155 or 150 pounds, you know, catch weights. Um, never have I, like, sought out a fight at a higher or lower weight. It just happened out of necessity to, you know, fill in a short-notice fight or, you know, whatever the circumstance may be. Where do you see yourself within the next, you know, let's just call it call it three years from now. We're starting off 2018. You have a fight kicking off right away in the first quarter of this year. Yeah. Where do you see your eye, you know, where do you see the arc and the progression going within the next couple of years? Um, I got that planned out pretty clearly in my mind, actually. I see myself this year getting three to four fights minimum um, against quality opponents, uh, build that record up, you know, and then... Uh, be at a point where I can then step up to the regional level and uh, potentially fight for like a regional title for like you know LFA or something like that fight for that title and uh, get some UFC recognition and uh, you know be in the UFC within you know two years is the plan is that where you think that you're about two years off fight wise that's the way it looks yeah I mean there's always different circumstances you know I could get a short notice fight or something like that could happen um you know those are like the lucky scenarios but uh you know i'll never count that out but um yeah definitely like the uh the clear path is definitely about two years out i'd say okay well so uh that's definitely something for everybody out there to uh to keep your eyes out to see jordan you know hopefully make it out there onto the big national scene Make sure that you definitely uh, stay with your eyes peeled for them on the on the local circuits. Where can I? Where can the listeners out there follow you? Um, well, personally, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, I put out posts every now and then, a lot, mostly about fighting. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have a sponsor who I give a shout out to, stuff like that. Um, other than that, uh, I do fly a little bit low key right now. You know, I'm. That's kind of, I would say, the worst aspect of my game is my self-promotion. Because um, uh, bottom line, you know, as a fighter, you are your business, you know, so you got to promote that business. But um, I've just been so focused on grinding and fighting, you know, that I haven't developed that aspect as much as I'd like to. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be making waves, so people are going to, they'll know my name soon enough. That being said, is there any uh, any sponsors or anybody that you'd like to take the opportunity to shout out? Um, always, always, I shout out Factory X, my teammates and coaches. They're they're the backbone. They're the reason I'm who I am today. The skill that I have all comes from them. Um, other than that, you know, I got Turp House in my corner, um, a, a great CBD company that's uh, based in California, doing a lot of stuff for medical. Uh, uses of uh, CBD and uh, stuff like that and then you got uh, you know my management Jim Walter great dude always has my back I show him a lot of love and he does the same to me so yeah I keep it a pretty tight-knit group right now though very nice very nice well so to uh, to kind of transition away from the talk on on the eve of your hour uh, on the 
upcoming uh, bout on March 16th kind of transition to something a little bit different, more more lifestyle oriented. You had a pretty great article in the Colorado Springs Gazette a few months back, just talking about some of uh, some of the things that you like to do away from fighting that kind of helps keep your uh, you know keep your head fresh and everything. You're a big spear fishing fan. Yes, it's a little bit of a different thing, especially out here in Colorado. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I grew up uh, just with the big fascination with underwater creatures, you know, and then uh, I really like swimming and diving, especially um, snorkeling with my brother a lot growing up. And then, you know, I took a couple trips. He lived in California for a while. I took a trip out there to see him and uh, did a lot of snorkeling, and I just fell in love with it under there, being under the water, you know. And uh, I came home to Colorado, and I just felt a void, like, man, I need to go do some diving and have some fun in the water. And uh, I looked up, actually, freshwater spearfishing to uh, see if it was even viable. And uh, there's actually, like, tournaments in Colorado for freshwater spearfishing. Really? Um, yeah, they have, like, a website where they, they tell you the stuff you'll need and where to go and what kind of fish to hunt and all that good stuff and uh you know so i just kind of dug into the information a little bit ended up getting a roommate who was equally as outdoorsy as i am and i convinced him to join up with me and uh yeah last summer we probably went you know every weekend and then some weekdays that we could get away you know we probably went 60 times uh last year i would say alone just uh you know jumping in the water and hunting for some fish that's awesome, you know. So there was a there was a pretty uh, pretty amazing picture that you had put up on your Instagram page of a catfish that had about stretched you know half the length of your body. Is that something that you find out there on the regular, or you know what's uh, what's kind of the you know what do you normally find when you're out there? I don't really know a yeah. whole lot about the spearfishing scene. Huge fly fisherman, not a huge spear, spear fisherman. Yeah, you, I mean it's crazy. You don't see a lot of catfish that big that was the only one i saw that was a uh, 36 and a half inch uh blue blue catfish i actually looked up the state record he's a half inch bigger than the state record but i ate him so no one gets to see him. <laughs> he was delicious um that's awesome anywho but yeah um yeah there's there's every kind of assortment of fish you can imagine under there but the uh, the idea is to just you dive straight down to the bottom and you lay as still as you can me and John call it the, uh, the lay and pray. John's my roommate. But uh, you lay down there and you just wait, and uh, the fish, they come and they check you out. Like, they'll just swim up to you and look at you, and you just you pick the biggest one you like, and you, you take them home for dinner, you know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, that was literally the only catfish I saw all, all season long. I think they're a little more skittish. What do you typically see? See a lot of carp, ton of carp carp are very inquisitive um and then see some bass i've seen you know uh lake trout uh muskies uh i've seen a lot of stuff you know um yeah basically if it's in fresh water i've seen it you know <laughs> but uh definitely a ton of bass like i go to chatfield a lot and the bass are they just fill up that lake so they're everywhere but uh yeah that's awesome 
Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna get ready to wrap this thing up here in just a couple of minutes. They're starting to starting some afternoon training sessions here over at Performance MMA, getting that work in today. Jordan, is there anything that you would like to uh, you know you'd like to throw in as we uh, as we come to wrap this thing up here today? Um, no, I mean, I just again, I appreciate you uh, coming through, letting me tell my story a little bit. You know, um, there's always more to tell. You know, I've been through a lot of. Uh, kind of crazy stuff since I started this you know I've I feel like I've grown a lot and changed a lot and learned a lot so uh you know I'd love a chance to maybe do it again if you ever have the have the uh the desire well, that's awesome you know I would uh, like to say I want to thank you very much for taking the time out of uh, you know out of your camp and training schedule to uh to sit here with us with peanuts you know with comments from the peanut gallery podcast no topics are safe from comments from the peanut gallery including mma today was a great day you know i'm very appreciative of letting you come let me come down here record the episode here on site tour the facility this has been an awesome opportunity i definitely look forward to being able to uh, to see the outcome of your hopefully your positive results on march 16th for the paramount card here in denver colorado you know, I, I I definitely you know I'm very open to having you on as as much as you want to come on. Like I say, my goal with this uh, with this podcast and with everything with the comments from the Peanut Gallery site is to do as much Colorado promotion as possible. You know, we're a Colorado-based entity, so we want to make sure that we do as much as we can to take care of our own. Sometimes us being a landlocked state, we get forgotten a little bit. There's a lot of great things that are happening in the box state, and we want to make sure that everybody knows about it. We're just doing everything that we can here with the peanut gallery to spread that message and spread the Colorado love. So we want to say thank you very much. Hey, we thank you as MMA fighters here in Colorado. We thank you a lot for that. Um, you know, there's uh, I feel like there's a, a great MMA scene here in Colorado that's a little bit overlooked, and uh, I'd like us to be a little bit more recognized on the national scale for that. So, uh you know, it starts with uh, fighters doing a good job in their fights and, you know, making a name for themselves. And then it goes over to guys like you willing to help us out and, you know, uh, uh, help spread our name a little bit. Yep, absolutely. You know, like I say, we are Comments from the Peanut Gallery. You can follow us on Instagram, search Comments from the Peanut Gallery on Twitter, at Peanut Podcast. Look us up on our website, galleriesofpeanuts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, at Peanut Sports. Once again, just like to say uh, thank you very much to Jordan Tatoni from uh, from Performance MMA here live today, recording the show. Kurt F. signing out.